Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, Sarah and I are going to talk about relationships, and not in a marriage therapy kind of way, but in a work kind of way. Uh, and as always, please stick with us until the end when we'll tell you what we're looking forward to. I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. So yeah. we are actually uh, recording remotely, and this has nothing to do with illness. This has nothing to do with travel. Just, no. just um, you know, packed days with lots going on, and this makes more sense than trying to record in the office. So I'm looking at Sarah on a screen, um, <laughs> but she's, what, five miles from me right now? Literally okay. five miles away from the office, yeah. All right. <laughs> No, this is this is like the beauty of of I mean the the positive side of COVID that we've been able to learn how to do things like this really really well. Yes. Um, thankfully nobody's sick right now. Just just lots going on in our lives. So that's right. For those of you who listen often, you know Sarah lives baseball in the summer, so she's getting ready to head to some baseball stuff with her son Aiden, who yes. is truly becoming like a baseball prodigy. Like yeah. the stuff he's doing is really impressive, Sarah. Yeah, he's a uh, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good baseball player. He's pretty good. He's yeah, pretty for, good. For his age, so yeah. just keep keep supporting him on this track until, you know, either it runs out or he makes his MLB dreams. So either his MLB dreams come true or he has other dreams and they come true instead. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But this is a lot of fun right now. A little crazy. That's what I was, <laughs> I was thinking about. Like we always end the the podcast with what we're looking forward to most, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to not to rush this time at all, but just really looking forward to being able to breathe mm-hmm. and settle into an actual routine. Um, so and fall cozy sweaters. Yes, fall cozy sweaters. Oh, <laughs> well. Anyways. So that's a mom role, but today I thought we would talk a little bit about the relationships that are so important to our work. Yeah. What made me think of this is last week I had lunch with three people who have moved from being colleagues to friends to now truly feel like family. I I mean, I love these people the way I love anyone in my most inner circle. And I'll name some names uh, to our local audience. They might actually recognize these names. The people I'm talking about are Ruth Harvey, Don Cadell, and David Andreen. They have had their hands in everything to do with early childhood in Chemung County for many, many years. Don is sort of retired. (laughs) I say that he retired many years ago from the school district, but he works essentially full time at Community Change as a volunteer. Ruth is retiring from her role uh, very, very soon as executive director of the Chemung County Child Care Council. And David is, you know, with in retirement is looming for him from CIDS, which is an organization that provides developmental screenings and services for babies and toddlers and a host of other work. Um, it's a great, great organization. So we get together from time to time, basically to solve all the world's problems. <laughs> and we did that again as we do. And I know that my time with them is going to be changing because as these retirements happen, there are new people that will be running these organizations. Yeah. And it's up to me to build new relationships. 
and to 20 years from now feel the same closeness with new leaders as I have with these leaders. And it's it's really kind of weighing on me. And I don't mean that in a negative, but they embraced me. They kind of scooped me up when I was about 26, 27 years old and nurtured me and brought me along. Yeah. And now I'm 45. And so I'm looking out at the horizon and seeing, oh, you know, now it's time for me to be in their shoes from 20 years ago. Um, but boy, the relationships are so authentic now. This is not about a title. This is about my deep love for them Absolutely. and what they've brought to our community. And I, so I just wanted to, to just sort of acknowledge that and live yeah. in that space for a minute. And then that made me think of you uh-huh. and someone I'm going to name names if that's okay. Um, Made me think of your relationship with Jennifer Edger. Yes. Oh, gosh, absolutely. Um, She's become my best and dearest friend in all the world. Um, And it's a funny start to our relationship because I actually thought she did not like me at all. She was on the interview panel for my first job out of college, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, working for Rape Crisis of the Southern Tier, which is now called, well, it was called SARC, Sexual Assault Resource Center. Now it's called Support Service. I think it's Survivors Support Services. It's a program of Planned Parenthood. Of it's a program of Planned Parenthood, but yeah. still um, providing... Um, um, sexual violence and rape counseling programs and educational programs for the community. At any rate, Jen was part of my panel and she was just so kind of like business and <laughs> asking the hard questions. And I left feeling like, Oh wow. I think everybody around that panel liked me except that girl. <laughs> so, that so seems funny. so impossible. I, I know. Yeah. I know. And I, t- I tell her the story all the time and she laughs. She's like, absolutely not. And, um, but anyways, you know, I've known her for gosh, um, 20 plus years mm-hmm. now. 25 years maybe and you know we've gone through different jobs and um just supported each other through everything and um it's a type of relationship where you know we may not see each other we don't see each other every day we don't even talk every day Mm -hmm. um actually I did get a text from her this morning um (laughs) saying do you know so-and-so and um you know uh but it, it, just the best of friends, the, the best support person I could ever imagine. Um, yeah, and it started in this work, um, mm-hmm. you know, started in working in, you know, the nonprofit field and, and these collegial relationships, professional relationships become some of your um, most precious relationships. So. They genuinely do. Um, I have the great pleasure of this week traveling with our diverse FLX leadership group. And we're, we're going to try to get all the way to Memphis this time we're flying. So again, <laughs> longtime listeners, if you recall the bus trip that stalled out in Bucksnort, Tennessee, we're giving it another go. <laughs> yes. um, and as I think about, Oh my goodness, what a crazy agenda we have that like we're meeting at one thirty in the morning here at the office and on and on. It's, it's going to be a wild ride, but I'm thinking of who will be there. These are friends. There are about a dozen of us, a little more going, and I'm I'm looking forward to just a couple days away on a trip with some of my friends, yeah, and new friends too. Some of the folks, actually, a number are new to the group, which is even better that it's growing and changing and building on itself. Um, but some are again, I'll name some names. We've got like Zakia, 
She's a friend. Um, She's a friend. And I, I wanted to talk about it because it's such a tricky thing when you have these friendships in a community that you don't want to show favoritism or you don't want to make um, your grant making just a who's who of your text chains. Right. Not at all. I think we're actually very good at having a lot of safeguards in place that we're not in a position to say, oh, sure, we're going to give our friends organization all this money. That's not at all what happens. Right. Um, but because there are genuine friendships there, you get the inside information that you need to make good decisions around funding. Mm -hmm. And you also get a little bit of the inside information when transitions are happening, um, retirements are coming, so that you can think about the big picture of the community and where you're going to need to spend a little more attention. Um, And like, for instance, this is tragic, but our Habitat for Humanity in Stupend County had a a devastating fire at the ReStore last week. Thankfully, no one was hurt. That's what's most important. But they reached out via email to us saying, hey, this is what happened. We're going to need some help. And that's because we're friends. Yeah. And we've worked worked so hard to make our our friends, our partners, our nonprofit partners feel comfortable enough to reach mm -hmm. out. Just via an email, yeah, saying, "Hey, Randy and Sarah." Yes, not not uh, dear president, vice president. No, hey, Randy and Sarah. You know, this awful thing happened, and you know that's that's what we have tried to do. For you know, Mm -hmm. we work on this so hard to break down the barriers and just kind of like be people with one another. Mm -hmm. That 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 kind of request will come through. So that's that's sort of the thought for today. Is really valuing those friends. That's, I think, kind of where my my mind is going is valuing these people and these friendships and these relationships and pausing to just kind of sit in gratitude for what they bring to my life, both professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. think about what things will look like as people transition into retirement and new people join the work. And now I get to be a little of the sandwich generation yeah. professionally. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, I'm not mad about it. Right. No, that's really funny to think about. Yeah. The yeah. sandwich generation for sure. <laughs> and I do have to just mention one other there. So there's, so, there's so many names that are popping up in my head and I, you know, I hesitate to, well, I'm going to name a few, like the Elaine Smiths of the world oh my gosh, yes. and the AJ Kirchers of the world uh, yep. and Tali Sutton, and <laughs> Tali. just all yeah. of these, uh, people who've been, become our friends Mm -hmm. and you know Ellen Wool who was part of the A-team and who has now since moved you know to be with family um but uh so I do have to mention so Anita Lewis oh my gosh yeah and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell the full story but like (laughs) I knew Anita as a young girl when Anita would cut she must have just been starting her professional life and she would come into my parents store it was a little convenient food mart on the south side of Elmira and I was the cashier at like 12 and 13 years old even younger a little bit um and I would just like I would just be in awe of this professional woman who would come in and get a coffee and a newspaper and then fast forward gosh, 20 years and I'm sitting in a committee meeting with her, mm-hmm. you know, it, as a, as a young professional myself. And I'm like, looking at, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the woman that I just like idolized as a, as a young girl. And I think that's, 
Um, and uh, now we just have this relationship and we have this connection because I, I tell this story mm-hmm. probably way too many times for her liking, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> but now I consider her a friend yes. and yeah, it's just a, it's a really beautiful thing. So I'm very grateful for all of our um, friendships and relationships too. Oh, another yeah. great friend. Another yes. great friend. Oh, so yeah. Okay. We, we could just do this all day, but we totally could. We could. And if we didn't name you by name, oh my God, good gracious. It's not because we don't love you. It's because exactly. we're going to keep this to a reasonable length. Um, but <laughs> okay. know, but know that, you know, we love you all. We really do. So much love. So with that, Sarah, hey. what are you looking forward to in the next few weeks here in the Finger Lakes? Um, well, I have to say, so a professional thing that I'm really knee deep in is our community grant cycle, um, the community grant program. So that will, um, we started the panels last week and, um, take a little break from panel, uh, application review for the next week and a half, and then we'll start up again in August. So, um, I'm really looking forward to, um, the culmination of that process and to, um, we have some new, uh, reviewers, Mm -hmm. um, coming into the panels and that's always fun to meet them and welcome them into the fold of the foundation and, um, philanthropy and this kind of work. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm just really looking forward to that being wrapped up and then things kind of like slowing down a little bit, um, I also really, really want to get to um, the Lynn Dates exhibit. I wasn't able to mm-hmm. get there Friday night, unfortunately, for the um, opening reception. Um, but I heard it's, it, it's it's amazing, and you you were there. I was there. Um, that. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. exhibit. Connie Sullivan Bloom really has been a, a guiding light for that work. Another dear friend. Um, and so, yes, I recommend if anyone's hearing this, get over to the Arts Council Gallery and see it in person. It's exciting to see all of Lynn's phases of work in one space. And you see that she had such an eye and such a voice. um, And that, you know, just looking at one piece, you don't get to see that journey. But when you see it all together, you see that she had a lot to say about work, motherhood, femininity, relationships, sex, humanity. She just, she had a lot on her mind and her work that that is just an incredible showcase of a brilliant person. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah, get to definitely get to that. I actually want to go back. It was so crowded. I'm excited oh, yeah. to see it in a, a quieter space when I can really just take it all in. Yeah. So with that, what are you looking forward to? So my thing I'm looking forward to is a little more like online than in person, but I'm looking forward to continuing to listen to this great podcast. <laughs> I know, me and a podcast. It's like podcast theater. Yes. Camp. Camp, summer camp. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yes. My, my interests are few, but I go deep. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, there's this great podcast, and it's uh, actually hosted by our producer, Sean Lukasik, called The Paisanos Podcast. And he explores how internet impacts so many facets of life and our culture. And it's an incredible bi-weekly conversation with different people, really thought leaders, that range from sports reporting, he talks to a futurist, um, a musician from his favorite band. So these are really different conversations, but all with the through line of how has the internet impacted your career and your life and all of us? 
Oh, interesting. And then looping back around to, and what what is real in life? What are the things that are real and meaningful? And how do we balance this world of online existence and internet influence and our lived day-to-day experience? There's really no other conversation happening like it out there right now. I'm incredibly impressed by the list of guests. Every time I tune in, I learn something. I'm I'm talking about it all the time. And the fact that the host is someone I adore is just icing on the cake. I'm not kidding. If I had found this podcast out in the wild, I would still be raving about it. But the fact that it's our producer, Sean Kasich, just makes me over the moon happy about it. So I'm looking forward to more episodes dropping. I'm looking forward to more conversations. I'm looking forward to the fact that I get to have conversations with him about the conversations he has. So that's a little, you know, meta of its own. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get the word out because if you're not listening, you're really missing out. And for those of our listeners who aren't local, this is not, a, his podcast is not local to the Finger Lakes. So you're going to hear voices from all over the place. Um, and you'll likely hear voices from people that you already are familiar with and might be excited to hear them talk about something in a new and, and fresh way. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I have a lot of time on my hands in the next a couple of days where um, the 15-year-old won't be wanting to speak to me, so I'm <laughs> definitely going to Just binge that one. Yes. The other thing about it is I think it has a massive appeal to every kind of person, meaning I'm very specific. I'm a 45-year-old white woman, you know, but I think it would appeal to people who are younger than I am and older than I am and people with different lived experience. I think it has actually a lot of appeal to men because some of the conversations are, you know, we have this great conversation happening between two men. So um, I think a lot of my mm, podcast reading, viewing skews feminine. This is a lovely chance for me to jump in and hear maybe a little bit of more of the male perspective um, from someone who's incredibly thoughtful and, you know, zero toxic masculinity to be found. So maybe that 15 year old boy would, would like it. Yeah. He might be okay with it. Yeah. (laughs) Not if you mention it though. Oh no. Yeah. Somebody else has to tell him. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Sarah, it was lovely to talk with you and I'm happy to know that you're my dear friend. Yes. Oh, and we didn't even share our story. I know. Because we have a, we have this whole, whole like, circular story. Yeah. You know what? Teaser. That would be a future podcast. Yes. The story. And the, and, the, and the building that we're in, too. Yes. So it all started in the building we're in. Yeah. Future podcast. The story of Sarah yes. and Randy. A friendship for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, listeners. I'm glad you stuck with us until the end. And I really look forward to the next time we get to talk with you on the next episode of the Good Works Podcast. Thank you.